Okay, welcome to the Visible Workplace Podcast. See the work, do the work. Annabelle, welcome to today's episode, our first episode. Pretty exciting. How are you going today? I'm fantastic, Tom. Um, great to be here with you. Really looking forward to delving into uh, all things workplace. And uh, you know, today is going to be an exciting topic, managing emotions in the workplace, which is an incredibly important topic for anyone that works. Well, there's a, I mean, there's certainly been some major changes to the workplace over the last couple of years, and uh, it's it remains a critical area for most businesses or all businesses to try and dial in and, and get it working. And yet there are ongoing problems. Uh, certainly the, the work from home movement, uh, people quite quitting, people not getting purposes met. And then, as you said, the emotions that can come up around work, very, very interesting uh, in terms of uh, when they work well, wonderful, people feel fulfilled, but when they're not working, can be a very difficult experience. Yeah, well, Tom, we've all we've all been there. We've all felt anxious, overwhelmed, possibly shamed at work, embarrassed, inadequate. You know, these emotions, especially when they come up in a, a professional setting, a workplace, can be incredibly difficult to to challenge and face. And um, you know, just even knowing basic tactics about what to do in that moment. I, I think a really interesting question that I'd love to pose to you as a medical doctor is, you know, before we get into possibly solving these problems and, and how to combat them um, in any way, shape or form, I'd, I'd love you to, to tell us what is happening physiologically and, you know, in a, from a medical perspective to our bodies when this, these overwhelming feelings uh, come about um, you know, somatic symptoms, um, our nervous system, physiologically, what is happening and, and why is it so, uh, in terms of locus of control, why does it feel so out of control? Well, there's, there's a lot there. I mean, my understanding of it is that essentially our neocortex, the, the big part of brain, gets shut down and we revert down to our limbic system. And at that point, we're no longer able to think so much as we're just coping with the emotional overload. And if it gets very severe, then back down into the reptilian brain at the, at the brainstem into survival, flight, flight, fright, or sorry, flight, fight, or flee, or freeze. They're like, they're, they're the main defaults. And even though those systems are not appropriate to the actual experience, they get triggered. And suddenly I'm no longer operating as a particularly functional human being. And uh, my, my brain shuts down. And often in that time, things go badly wrong. It's very easy to have catastrophic events at that point. But essentially that's the main problem. As the, as the emotions kick in, the, the brain shifts to reverting to lower levels the emotional brain, and then even at sometimes the survival brain. And, and that's that we can no longer rationally kind of deal with what's going on. 
So the this this is a very interesting topic, of course, but the skill sets around recognizing when this has happened, or particularly recognizing when somebody else is in that situation. I mean, that's that's critical. That if I can recognize that my coworker has dropped into these states of emotional response or survival response, then my expectations have to change. And if I'm expecting them to continue to act as a rational human being or make best decisions, it's very, very difficult to, to do that. Um, but if I can bring them out of that and go, hey, you know what? <laughs> Looks like things aren't going so well. What's going on for you? And they can slow their breathing and basically allow their brains to shift back up into functioning at a, at a higher level. Then hopefully we have a lot better outcomes than, than if if both people descend into those lower states and suddenly explosions or all sorts of stuff can happen. So I suppose what's coming to my mind is, is first how pivotal it is to be educated around what is happening, why it's happening, and then, of course, what to do about it. And as you mentioned, whether it's a co-worker or whether it's um, your your boss, you know that the the leaders uh, of the workplace uh, probably have an even bigger obligation to understand. You know, obviously everything is system uh, systemic, and um, a leader is going to have a profound impact on their their staff. Um, you know, depending on how they respond to somebody else's, you know, stress reaction. Um, so I, I think education is really pivotal and, and such a, a brilliant explanation from you as a, as a doctor because, you know, that that understanding of what's happening um, is, I think, really critical in terms of, you know, why do I feel so out of control? And, and then, of course, you know, educating people on what, to do about it in the moment, um, you know, like the 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 freeze, um, you know, freeze or flight or fight modes are, are really interesting and and you know easy one to understand at a, at a in sort of a lay level. Um, you know, should we talk about some of the things that people can do? Um, you know, but potentially well, than than running for the hills because that's probably not going to solve anything. <laughs> Well, I think we should bring it back to the the topic of the podcast. And rather than looking at what to do, why don't we look at, first of all, why does it happen in the first place? Okay. And I think that one of the challenges that I've identified that I see is that a lot of the work that we do is often difficult to see. And by that, I mean, not necessarily that I'm working on this, editing this email or, you know, consulting with this client, but the big picture and that I might be thinking I'm doing a right job or the correct thing, but because we can't see the work, the chances of miscommunication, misunderstanding, go way up and in that experience now the emotional overwhelm now the survival response but the the initial problem may not be in terms of emotional management if we could avoid the problems in the first place it might allow us to get a whole lot more done in a much more effective way yeah. but from what I've seen, like, I mean, it's it's often very difficult to manage the work of a business. And 
we can look at how people often do this in small business. It might be communicating, hey, do this, do this, do this. In bigger businesses, they might have systems or project management systems for doing it. But even then, the ability to know, am I doing the right thing? And am I meeting expectations? It's very easy to lose these things in a modern workplace with the challenges that we've got. People working hybrid, people having to take days off because of sickness, because of kids, all of these issues that we're running, coming back into the office. And I think that that's probably one of the hopes of many leaders is that if I just get people back in the office, then all my problems will be solved. But really, to me, what that allows for is a verbal discussion of the work. And that can help. At least I can kind of see the work by hearing it. Hey, do this, do this, do this. But as we get into bigger, um, more complex work, it, it can still break down. The opportunity for misunderstanding goes up. What I said may not be fed back to me. What you heard would be different. There's no checking. Uh, literally hearing things differently because of the way that I hear words and I think, oh, yeah, I got it. But in actual fact, that's not what the what the person was telling me at all. Misinterpretation. And then it's almost like a domino effect, um, you know, from there. So the misinterpretation might le lead to a miscommunication and, a, you know, misunderstanding of, you know, what we're actually trying to achieve or just a general feeling of what does that other person want what do they want? What do they expect from me? And this comes back to what you're saying, the issue with a lack of transparency in the workplace. And, and then, you, you know, talk about the hybrid model and, you know, working from home is, is at this point in time probably not going to disappear any anytime soon. You know, people are, are really embracing um, working from home and having more balance in their lives. So there has to be uh, better solutions to providing this transparency because I think without the transparency, there is to some degree an underlying level of anxiety. And, you know, am, am, I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? If you have that feeling or that thought to any degree, it's going to cause stress. That, that, that's, yeah, the, uh, that's really interesting. So even before we have a blow up or a difficult situation, a frustrated boss, a, a fearful employee, even if nothing is going wrong, what I'm hearing from you is that people are operating in a state of anxiety across the board because we're not, can't really tell, am I doing the right job? Am I doing it correctly? I'm not sure. I've asked three times. I thought this. And then if I deliver the work and it's wrong and I get in trouble, but that anxiety in itself is reducing down my ability to be in my, in my neocortex and coming back to the emotions. It's reducing my ability to do good work. Uh, it's, it's not a great outcome. It's, it's, a, it's a constant distraction. Um, you know, if you're always thinking, I'm not sure whether I'm doing the right thing, uh, a common problem would be I don't want to ask my superior. I may, um, you know, expose myself. Uh, they may discover I, I, I'm not across something or I, I don't know how to do this or that. And, and then it's like a perpetuating cycle. 
Um, and I think that's when a lot of work gets uh, shelved. I'll, I'll come back to that. It doesn't get done. And then, you know, all the, the clever software that may exist, well, goes out the window. You can't put the tick on that one. So uh, then you, you have this situation where the worker feels like their hands are tied, they don't want know what to do, and the anxiety levels are forever increasing. Well, when the work doesn't get done, that I can see how that almost makes it worse and worse. I, I don't know how to deal with this, so I'm going to put it off. But by putting it off, it doesn't solve the underlying problem of I don't really know what I'm doing here. And I'm not sure whether I'm doing it right. And I can't ask. So I'm just going to push it away. And then it still doesn't resolve it, though. It's not like it's getting done. Uh, and I can't even go up to the person and say, look, uh, I don't know how to do this. Or am I doing this right? Can I get some feedback? It's confronting. It's confronting, particularly if there's a past history of having asked before and people have not responded well they've criticized so they say how can you not understand this i thought i told you to do it this way already (laughs) there's very poor ways of responding and each of those events then presumably increase anxiety i'm now living in a state of fear i'm not really enjoying work i want to quit start having sick days and from the boss's perspective even looking at the work they're like why didn't this work get done and they're having not very much empathy around the anxiety or the fear. They're just seeing the work didn't get done. That has to be done by 5 p.m. today, CEO, close business, COB. And that's where they're coming from. And these two very diametrically opposed experiences for people, someone trying to do the work with fear and anxiety, not able to do it, the boss applying more pressure to get the work done and not able to recognize, hey, what's going on here? I'm not understanding why you're not doing this work. And it often could be the boss may not even know. They're like, you sort it out. But if that's not communicated, then that's another, it's like, hey, I, I just want it done. I don't mind how you do it. Can in itself be a significant anxiety because it's like, well, what resources do I need? Can I try this? Can I mess this up? Can I make mistakes? And again, we're we're shutting down the brain's ability to proceed with the work and nothing gets done. That's right. And I think there's also something worth mentioning, um, you know, in regards to the role of, you know, of the boss and and the worker. I feel like in, in a lot of cases, the worker wants meaningful good work to be done. But, you know, enter this cycle of, of, you know, stress and panic and I don't know what to do, that, that gets, you know, completely knocked over. And then also the boss, you know, to be, to be fair, of course, wants the work done and the results because that person is thinking of, you know, what they, what they have to achieve and their KPIs. And so both parties may actually have the best of intentions and we know meaningful good work is really good for people, but when it turns into uh, a stressful situation, um, you know, as as you've mentioned, that's when the sick days and the work becomes, um, you know, really difficult to do. And and they, you know, think about leaving the job, and 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 the boss gets frustrated. So you know, both sides probably have you know really great intentions, but everything 
in in the middle gets sort of you know lost and uh, difficult, um, and problems arise because of you know essentially this lack of transparency, uh, and and you know that that's you know not only in you know how do I do things, but as we talked about the the communication and the the miscommunication misunderstanding. Look, it, I I love that you bring up the fact that both the boss and the the team member both want to do good work. They both it's an important element to keep it's, in mind. It is, yeah. yeah, it's not like everyone's we're not at war. Entirely. We're not trying to be at war here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to be right. Well, I'm just going to do a poor job, and you know that that I think that the value of work is very significant. People who are in long-term unemployed positions, often their self-worth declines, that there isn't that getting to the end of the day and knowing that I had a great day, I did good work, I did what was required. So the intentions are there and yet the outcomes are not there. And I think that my, my, the, the podcast, we're going to explore that. Like what keeps happening here? And already we've kind of covered a couple of things that stand out to me. It's like, well, how do I do things? Like, what are the, what's, the, how do I actually get this work done? And then the second one is, well, what's the desired result? Like, what are we going for? And if I'm, if I'm clear and I can see what the result is and I'm clear on how that should be done. And that doesn't mean like robotic step, 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 but it, it could be, Hey, you know, we found this to work and feel free to improve it or we don't really know how to do this. Go create it, mess around. Like they're both how to do the work, but without that communication, if I choose the wrong one, then I'm going to be back into that anxiety, fear, low performance. And, and particularly if their pressure is on to perform, then it actually makes it worse. It's like, so yeah. is, is this a, a question, uh, is this a conversation more um, heading towards uh, leaving, suppressing what you're thinking and feeling, and going to more authenticity and 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 you know, kind of the archaic ways of just figure it out yourself. And and you know, you might remain in that stressful state, moving towards being authentic and actually raising problems and communicating better. Um, as as well as the you know the systematic you know I I've done this I haven't done this um, you know is that is that something that could be we could be proponents of? Well, I mean, to me, the structure of how we deal with these problems is probably the big thing. I can be authentic in many aspects of my life and have an authentic conversation with my boss, but if it doesn't actually relate to the problem in the work that I'm doing doesn't really get me there. doesn't do much of like, wow, I really appreciate your authenticity and your honesty and your directness. But, you know, the fact that, uh, I, I don't know, you you had a great time on your, on your holiday last week is not going to deal with the actual problem of I'm anxious about this, this work outcome, this project that's got to be completed. But if I can be authentic in terms of revealing the problems that I've got, That's is it a, yeah, it, it, yeah, is it relevant, authentic and relevant? Now we've got a shot, particularly if both people are on the same page about recognizing, all right, hey, this isn't 
I'm seeing that you're not progressing here. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really anxious and, and fearful. I'm not really sure what's going on. And then having a structure of like, okay, well, is it the, what, what, are, you, what are you not clear on? Is it the results that we're going for? Or is it the way of doing that work? Or is it something else? Is it missing pieces? And having some kind of structure for working through to solve what what is the actual problem and get both people back on target, back on course, and get them out of anxiety, out of fear, out of the emotional experience and up into, okay, great, I'm clear. I know that we're both heading towards this this thing we can both see what we're doing and see what we're going for now we've got some congruence and if i don't perform then we've got another conversation that can happen it's like okay hey i see that we were going for this and you knew that we we're going to do it this way what happened and i think there's less judgment in that there's an experience of being able to be more authentic and say look okay i thought that we we're doing this this and this so i tried this and then that went wrong and I pivoted here and, and this is where we're at. And yeah. that conversation that's had in a, in a uh, calm, rational way is a very different conversation than two elevated emotional people that are freaked out. But the boss in anger, the employee in fear, we're probably not going to get to the bottom of what to change or what to try now or what has to happen. Do we need to call the client? And let them know, hey, this happened and this happened. This is what we're going to try now. The expectation is, hey, we actually need two more days. And I think that clarity and that ability to have this structure that's going to allow people to get more work done in a good way. This, this is the outcome. And then boss is happy. Business is making money. Employees happy. Team members happy. Hey, I had a great day at work. I learned. I felt secure we troubleshot and worked out what went wrong and fixed it. And then next time it's going to work great. And this to me is a, these are, these are things that we can delve into uh, instead of a lot of the problems that with, with low productivity, difficulty with productivity, difficulty with, with people not feeling safe. Uh, that, that's what, that's what I'm kind of excited about this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And so, it, I mean, just coming back to, I, I suppose, you know, maybe the, the leaders, um, you know, there needs to be a a message and a sense of, you know, in, in this workplace, um, there is no judgment and you are free to be authentic and you are free to bring your problems and, and, and anxious anxieties and stress to me and there won't be any sort of dismissal of them or, you know, I, there's got to be a, a feeling of I'm happy to work through these things with you before there can be the actual, you know, s systems in place to be functioning in any sort of way, shape or form. So it's a, it's a people problem as, as well as a, a, you know, systems problem. Well, I, I think in terms of the, I'm not going to have any judgment on what, what's getting done in the workplace. That to me has a few problems. It depends on what stage that we're talking about. So if we've got problems and I'm feeling really judged and I can't talk about them, then we can't move on and solve them. But if I'm, if I'm confident that I'm like, hey, 
this is what's going on. I can bring it to the 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 boss or the other team members talk about it and we can resolve it and then we can progress. Then when that's done, then we can judge what got done. I think it's important to be able to say, hey, that's of high quality. Well done. That was great. Or, hey, no, that didn't hit up and didn't meet the standard. What do we need to do? What do we need to pivot? It's not like a free-for-all, everyone just do everything however you want because that's unlikely to work as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's a... No, exactly. <laughs> it's that, It's sort of like a, a micro reappraisal or reassessing situations in a positive and productive way that, you know, you could bring to the to the boss um, and, you know, that could be worked through I think in a in a really good way. Yeah, it's not just bringing up, you know, I can't, I'm struggling, I can't do this, I'm not coping. Um, it's more of a, a let's review, reassess, reappraise what's happening so we can all continue to keep working forward, moving forward. Yeah. Is, I know, yeah. And that, that, again, that structure for being able to have that conversation is is very interesting to me. It's like, okay, well, well what were we trying to do? When you executed this work, what was the point of it? You know, was it to record a podcast? Was it to uh, take a client brief? Was it to get clear on on the avatar for the business? Was it to complete the tax return? What was the point of it? And then, okay, well, what's the outcome of that? So, and then how did you do it? Some work just has to be done repetitively. It's kind of boring. It's like execute, execute. We do this, this, and this, and then some things happen. But I think in the increasingly complex world where we have so much going on that the ability for uh, our minds to keep up with it all or remember on or on how to do it all can go out the window. And so let's come back to that situation of, a, of a, the work hasn't gone well and the conversations between the team member and the boss. If they just talk about it and there's no documentation there's no ability to see what was being done. There's no ability to see what should be done. Even if that conversation happened, it's highly likely that details will be missed. The work won't get done and they're going to loop around and find themselves in exactly the same position with a few different things that got done differently because they can't see what got done. They can't see what the result was. And so this looping experience would be also very frustrating. And once again, we're dissolving down into emotional responses, survival responses. So the ability to see, to me, is the critical thing. And like, how do we do that? Well, that's, that's an interesting conversation. But I think people in the workplace have had these experiences. I don't know, yeah. like a, where, they, where things just are intractably resolved, uh, unresolved because they loop around, have conversations, but they're not solving the real problem. I don't know whether you've seen that at all in, in any of your adventures in life. Um, probably, yeah, <laughs> here and there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I suppose, you know, with the, you know, um, keeping a track of even the, co the difficult conversations, is that what you're suggesting? Well, I mean, yes, it could be. It could yeah. be in, like, I mean, we're entering into this world of AI note-taking where just the notes get produced. But if I'm three weeks down the track from that meeting and I can't find that note, then how do we know what got discussed? And then also, even if the discussion got happened and there was action steps, like, did they get taken? 
what do I do with those action steps? Oh, you know, we said that we do this, this, and this, but I never went into my to-do list and therefore nothing changed. And then yeah. we're back. So it's, it's kind of back to, uh, well, it's, it's on to accountability then. You know, if everything's tracked, then accountability kind of comes into the equation. And I think even on, you know, if it's not on a conscious level, on a subconscious le- level, if people know, you know, their, their things are being recorded, there is accountability. And I don't think there's any motivator quite like accountability, certainly from a psychological perspective. If, you know, and I think that's, um, you know, one of the actual beauties and, and positive things about, um, you know, tracking everything. At, fa- at first, it may seem uh, a little bit sort of um, you know, intrusive almost that everything's tracked. But if you're using it to your benefit and, um, and you know, your uh, em- employers are, are using it for accountability, well, you're both using it for accountability, I, I think there's a, 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 that's a perfect combination of, of getting the most out of people and getting the most out of your own work and your own self as well because it it, it can come back to um you know a motivate a motivating factor such as you know self accountability um you know tracking everything and progressing everything uh, you know can keep everybody in sort of in order um so i think it's it's got a there's some huge benefits there to keeping absolutely everything tracked and recorded look there and there is a cost to tracking there is a investment of time that has to happen or there in order to document hey this was this is something that's important to keep a track of uh and so if i'm not in the habit of doing that then it just falls away but if i do have that accountability or that or, or the the tracking in place then at least it allows me to have accountability i can bring it up and and say yeah i said that i do that and i did it or i said that i would do that and i didn't if we've just lost that data completely then oh, i can rely on my memory but i mean i don't know like i mean with, I, i've got three kids you've got three kids partners life there's so much going on that if i'm not in the habit of tracking things and capturing what i said i would do capturing the changes making those changes and having them visible in my life somewhere then even if i've got good intentions for accountability it's very hard to actually do anything with it because the data gets lost so on, on that note uh, you know I'd, I'd love to talk about a real life experience uh, of mine, which uh, I think really goes a long way for, you know, talking about the benefits of tracking. So with with my job as a provisional psychologist, a rehabilitation consultant, everything is tracked with my work. And as you mentioned, you know, we both have families, you know, both have three children. Uh, life is extremely busy. And one of the, the amazing things about all my work being tracked is that I can take away one major stressor from my life as an employee, and that is, do they think I'm doing the work? So my if I, if I need to have some 
degree of flexibility in my work. Uh, you know, one major one as a as a parent and and mother of three children is getting my three children, our three children, to their respective care and collecting them each day. And so my my boss is agreeable that there needs to be some flexibility there. It's it's hugely stressful for me to get to work on time and leave at a reasonable hour with me getting all the work done. So for me, the tracking is really important because if I'm going to, going to get to work a little bit later and leave a little bit earlier so that I can be responsible some days, not all days, my husband can do some days, for getting them to and from their work and I haven't done everything I need to do in those hours, I know that I can log on later that night at 8 p.m., do an hour or two of work. That can be tracked. From my my employer's perspective, as long as the work is being done, what does it really matter if she's not in the office at 7.30 a.m. and leaving at 6.30 p.m.? So the the tracking is is really important for someone like me and, and for probably you as well. So that takes away a, a pretty critical stressor in my that's a huge factor in my world um and and that is you know one of the the great beauties of of tracking i i love the example because it's got a a couple of things that stand out to me one is there's flexibility for you to deal with your life your responsibilities there's a recognition from your employer that hey you're not just existing to come to work but you have other responsibilities but in the ability to track the work and I can know that I saw you, you know, the, the work got done at 8 till 10 p.m. I mean, there are some challenges around that in terms of working at night. But if it means that the kids are picked up and that is an important aspect, but I know as the, as the employer that the work got done because I can log on and see the tracking then I love the outcome for you, which is I'm not worried I'm going to get fired because I did the work, but no one can see it. Correct. That is really the, cool. That yeah. is the that is the key point. It's it's that I am de-stressed because of the tracking, and and that that's huge um, for for anyone that you know. It's you don't even have to be a parent. You, you just everyone has other things in their life that um, you know have to happen. Um, and, and they they could be there's a whole host of responsibilities from you know something as simple as getting to the gym, looking after an elderly parent, um, you know certain things crop up that are almost you know where it can be emergencies, health, anything. And um, for me to be able to prove that I'm still doing the work um, is is probably the number one de-stressor. I like it. Mm-hmm. And there, there, yeah, that is that is really cool. So this idea of tracking, being able to see, you can see, employer can see, other team members potentially can see if required. There's many, many advantages to being willing to make that investment into tracking and making it easy, making it um, something that just happens as naturally as possible, I think is something that we should be working towards in, in terms of our of our workplace in in advanced first world countries so i suppose to sort of actually time out for that (laughs) looking at where the world's going like we like many businesses are using virtual assistants team members in philippines in india in pakistan 
all around the world. It's not just first world. I'm going to take that back. I actually think this is a critical factor playing out in the workplace across the board. It's so really cool. I suppose yeah. to, to kind of go back to the very beginning, which is managing emotions, it's interesting that we've come to this point, which is actually it's the tracking that's almost managing the emotions in this sense rather than any practical tips that we could have given today. I'm a psychologist, you're a doctor. We could have run through a whole host of things. But in actual fact, we've come to a major solution being uh, that tracking is, you know, a key aspect to being able to manage stress and emotions in the workplace. And I, I think that a lot of people may have had some negative experiences around tracking. But when we start to look at, at the experience of everybody involved having a lot better experience at work, then suddenly that small investment regularly into tracking everything becomes a really high return on investment activity. Love it. All right, mate. That, today? that is all for today. I think we should continue this topic around tracking of work, being able to see the work. Uh, really fun conversation today. Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to meeting up next week. I hope everyone else will enjoy our, our beginning episode. Um, what are your final words, Anna? Final words are, uh, you know, everyone just take a deep breath. And we're here to look after you. That was a lot of fun, Tom. And, yeah, really looking forward to next week and, and um, yeah, helping out some people with um, do the work, see the work, the visible and workplace. The visible workplace. Thanks, everyone, for joining in. Look forward to seeing you next week. Catch you then. See ya.